following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin an hour three journey together. 19 stations across the state for the one close to you, or you can listen on the radio. Go to thehugeshow.net. The free stream also is there. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world uh, where you get mobile service. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer inside this hour, Mike Knubel. Former U.S. Olympian, NHL star, played for Red at Michigan. Got a cup with the Wings out of East Kentwood's premier hockey program. Involved with Southside Ice Arena and Byron Center on the west side of the state. Has a son playing at ND, a son at Top 25 Western Michigan University. He's a busy man, a daughter also in school and playing dad and going around watching hockey. Uh not coaching anymore, was with the Griffins, the Wingstop Farm Affiliate. Uh, the last few years, we'll talk about the Wings and the Griffins uh, inside this hour. If you have a hockey question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Michael, good to have you back in the studio. It's good to be here, Huge. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Wings, nice start. Uh, we're looking at the standings, 10 games, 6-3-1, and one, uh, leading... Uh, the Eastern Conference and goals scored. Uh, the offseason, which we talked about last time before the season started, I thought was Stevie Wise best and showing on the ice. Yeah, I certainly, I think, I think for fans to see that, and Red Wing fans, they want to see this Iser plan keep moving forward. It's on paper, it certainly looks like that. I think, you know, I think part of this you can attribute to a power play that was running at 40% for a while. You know, to help them get out of the gate, and it's since come down to earth a little bit, which is understandable. Probably level out, you know, you know, good PP will be in the low twenty percent range. Would be a, you know, spot it might level out at, you know, and so I think that's a big part. Um, and it's been nice to see, you know, the the emergence of Alex Debrinket, and that was a big deal. It's a big off season deal for for Steve, and and to see him come off, uh, you know, and, and come out of the gates really well. It. Uh, Kind of eliminates anybody who was thinking, scratching their head on that deal a little bit. But um, and I don't think that, not that there were that many people, but it's always good to see when, you know, you, you sign a, 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 a marquee player and player in their prime and watch them come into a new team and see them do well, right? Like, it's always a good feeling as an organization. Yeah, the Brinkat was that you, you were hoping, if you're a Wings fan, that he'd be what, you know, Stamkos was for uh, Stevie down uh, in Tampa and just, you know, Larkin and the Brinkat and, uh, Lucas Raymond uh, opening up the ice for him and just how how good they look with the puck this year compared to last season. Yeah, I mean, you, you throw JT Comper in there and, yeah. you know, on the back end, uh, Shane Gotsaspear and, you know, Sider's getting older. But I think the the one thing DeBrincat does, he takes some of the load off Raymond, off Lucas Raymond, you know, and Lucas came in a couple of years ago as a, as a rookie and surprised some people, right? And that's fine. And then sophomore year, you know, 
how, how much are you ready for, you know, when I say sophomore, you know, I say second because they always say sophomore slump. I wouldn't say he's a slump, but, you know, now people are wise to who he is and he gets keyed on and you know, physically try and push him around a little bit and be physically harder on him, not give him as much space. And, you know, whether you're ready for that as a 21-year-old, 22-year-old kid, is hard to say. So Dabrinkit comes in, takes a lot of that pressure off. Maybe even, you know, Lucas Raymond's even bumped to the second power play, you know, and so it's, 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 uh, uh, that's how you like, that's how that's meant to play out, you know? And then he had some more supporting cast. Daniel Sprong scored a big goal the other night on the Island and JT Comfort, uh, I think, uh, either assisted on the game winner. Oh no, he assisted on the game winner with had a nice give and go with Lucas Raymond the other night. And so those are some dividends coming in and those are kind of little, little steps forward, you know, and to help this process move along. And just the fact that, you know, down to zip looking like hey, it's going to be a, one of these road games that, you know, they, they just don't look inspired and turn it on and they come at you so fast and just a solid road win. Yeah, and that, that's what you want to see, that third period fight, you know, in the team and, 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 and fighting their way back. Can you do that every night and do you want to live that way? This team doesn't quite have the firepower, I think, over the long term to do that. I don't have enough guys that, that, you know, those high-end guys that can keep pulling that out. But certainly it's encouraging this time of year and um, certain, probably a game the Islanders would like to have back and and not give up those uh, that, that extra point in the standings. But certainly a game when uh, Detroit got on the plane that night, they felt really good about things. And the coaches were looking around and be like, okay, we got a nice little group here and, and be excited about a home-and-home home series against uh, Buffalo this week. Yeah, almost four goals a game, and Huso has been mm-hmm. fine yeah. uh, between yeah. the pipes. Yeah, I think he's been, yeah, like you said, fine. You know, he's, you know, hasn't been had to be stellar and hasn't had to be, hasn't been, hasn't been under par either. So, um you know, again, all these things will level out. I think, you know, the 10-game mark here, things will start to, you know, level out and you'll see what teams are, are, are they are what they are, right, in the next 10 to ten to 15 games. So, um, but, you know, as a Red Wing fan, you can't, can't help but, uh, you know, bring your eyes in and check out the team and, and, and see what's happening and maybe sit down and watch a game and, you know, enjoy watching, you know, NHL hockey in, in the state of Michigan again. Yeah, I will say that I'm making more uh, appointments to say, you know, I DVR everything for my show, but mm-hmm. that I'll sit down and want to watch the Wings. Yeah. And it's been a couple of years since I wanted to do that, Michael. Yeah, I know. And again, it's, you know, we're taking a step forward here. It's not, you know, you know, we'll see how things go. And, you know, you could be three and six the next 10 as well, you know, and all of a sudden you're a 500 team. And is that who they are a little bit more? Who knows, you know, but um, certainly came flying out of the gates, which is always good. It's always good to see. And, and um, you know, I know it's an old cliche. I mean, you're not going to put yourself in the playoff in October, but it's certainly a good start. will carry your, uh, your, your, your team there for a little bit and, and, you know, and get you to, to the Christmas mark, you know, and if you could be in the top couple in your division and the, you know, top two or three in your division by, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas break. And then you got and then you have a good fight in your hands the next uh, January, February, trying to get to playoffs. You were telling me uh, the, the power play, which now has gone back from or gone down from 40%, but still a strong almost 33% conversion sure. rate on the power play. Uh, that has surprised you. But uh, tell me a player that, that really has stepped up early here in the first 10 games where you're like, okay, maybe I didn't see this coming this early. You mentioned Raymond uh, going to the next level and moving up on the lines for the power players. or someone else that may have been off the radar for most fans that – you may have helped develop or coached uh, down in Grand Rapids with the Griffins 
that has contributed more than expected in the first 10 games? Well, I think a signing that, that came under the weather, there's probably two guys on defense. Jake Waldman's one of them. You know, but for me, it's, it's Shane Gothenspears, who uh, he's an ex-flyer, so I'm familiar with him, right? He's a college kid, played in Union. And then, you know, had a really good run in uh, in, in Philadelphia a couple years ago, then bounced around a little bit, ended up in Phoenix, and and, and then uh, Steve signed him this summer. And I think his his signing maybe got lumped in the pile a little bit, I think, for fans. And, you know, who is this guy? But, you know, they've actually, you know, they moved some other players around. You actually see two defensemen on a first power play, which you don't see these days that much anymore. Usually it's four forwards and one defenseman. So you have Mo Sider and then Gotha Spears playing his right flank. And, you know, he's certainly making it hard for Derek Lalonde about about who he wants personnel wise, which is great for a coach. You now I'm now I'm bouncing Lucas Raymond down to the second PP. You know now my second power play is getting stronger. We're more of a threat with our second unit, and uh, he's certainly one. Like if things keep going and if this power play that was at forty with the personnel on the first unit starts to dwindle a little bit. You know, do you move Cider to the second power play and have Got the Spear run this one? Or, you know, do you have Got the Spear go run the second power play so and move Raymond back? So there's there's options there, but I think he's been a defenseman who who uh has is like I said, his signing got kind of got lumped in the midsummer, you know, not paying attention so much headlines, you know, after seeing the big signing with Debrinkat who took all the headlines. Um, you know, this guy is one who's kind of slid through and has been off to a really, really good start. And I think uh a real, uh, I'm sure if you talk to people inside the organization, they're like, here is a guy who got a little bit more than we thought than we bargained for out of this guy at this point. Mike Knubel, a former U.S. Olympian, NHL star, uh, former assistant with the Grand Rapids Griffins, who we'll get to in a couple of moments, joining us in studio talking wings, NHL, and we'll get to uh, the Griffins in a moment. If you have a hockey question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866. 838-4843, that's 1-866-838-HUGE. Griffin's uh, Wings Top Farm Team in the AHL off to a 2-3-1 and one start. Uh, from uh, what you've seen, heard, uh, how does this team look? How many guys are NHL ready in case of injuries? Or who could work their way up to Detroit? Yeah, I mean, again, you've had like Jonathan Berggren up in... Uh in Detroit, who's a big-time player down here. Austin Zarnak, who is also up in Detroit, you know, of, of late. So you look at their opening weekend, I think, I don't know if they split with Colorado or beat Colorado twice at home to start off the season, then went out to Colorado right away, and it wasn't, obviously, they got swept out there. Um, those are, again, big chunks, you know, that that are missing in Grand Rapids already, you know. So here here you start to get a little bit thin again. And, you know, it's always that thing in Grand Rapids of trying to, you know, uh, um, balance that winning versus playing your prospects and letting them kind of learn on the job. And, and so, again, with a two and three record, you're kind of thinking, well, maybe that's kind of happening now. They have solid goaltending this year, which was, a, I think, a huge upgrade, you know, in goaltending down there. And. Probably a problem is I think right now the Red Wings are keeping three goalies because they don't want to lose one of the guys they want in Grand Rapids on waivers because he's so appealing, you know, salary-wise and ability-wise that teams that are struggling in goal are, are waiting for somebody to pop on the wire. So that, that might hurt the, the goaltending Grand Rapids too. But, um, you know, obviously John Bergeron and, and Austin are, are, are up, are the, the quick call-ups. Terrell Rosie's another veteran guy that goes up and down a little bit. And then, you know, on defense, I mean, you know, Simon Edvinson's the guy they're waiting for, you know, and, and, and certainly defense has played really well and they've been solid, you know, and, you know, 
part of the problem having these veterans up in Detroit and, and being a stronger veteran group is it's a more of a roadblock for younger guys. It makes it harder for them to get up there, you know, and, and based on performance. So if the vets come out of the gate and perform, then guys have to plan on being in Grand Rapids a little bit longer and, and, and playing down there for a longer stretch of time. So, um, like I said, Bergeron and Zarnick up there, they're signed to be depth guys like that. Matt Luff's a guy who's injured too, who would be in that mix too. He's been injured a bunch since he's been in Grand Rapids and got injured in training camp again. So, um, seems to be a little bit more on the veteran side than younger players being ready to go up at this point. Griffins, by the way, in Cleveland tonight. You can check them out at home in downtown GR. Go to griffinshockey.com for schedule, promotions, tickets, and more. That's griffinshockey.com. Wings playing the Panthers coming up tomorrow night, so they get a little decent three-day break here. Uh, I know you don't get much of a break, and you're enjoying life right now between – uh, your son Cole playing for Notre Dame in the Big Ten and Cam for top 25 Western Michigan University uh, hockey. And your daughter, like I said, also in college. Uh, you've been a busy man. I think uh, you're growing into the top former Michigan athlete becoming an ND fan <laughs> of multiple sports. Yeah. And, yeah, you've been seeing a lot of ND football games yeah, it's been, and hockey. Yeah, right? we've been down there. I've been on that campus a lot lately. And uh, uh same with Western Michigan, seem to pop down there and and see more hockey than than football, right? I guess, but um, certainly it's interesting to get down to Notre Dame and see games. And we always saw we actually saw Michigan down there when they had that great, you know, they were signed and having a contract and having a series. Which why they don't play each other, I don't know. But it's uh, you know, so I've seen you know a few more games, probably two or three other get Michigan down there a couple times, and and to get down this year, see Ohio State. Pick game was okay. I think it was a fifty-eight to seven, but. Uh, you know, it's more to see the kids and, and tailgate. I really enjoy the tailgating, which is a lot of fun, and stay right in, right in the area there, right on that Eddy Street area. And it's a pretty good environment and all that, so it's a lot of fun. How's Cole doing for ND Hockey? Good. They're, uh, they're, they're struggling to gain a little traction, you know, with their records, but they open with uh, Big Ten play starts this uh, this weekend at Friday or uh, for, uh, Saturday in, uh, at Penn State. I think they're 4-3, and three, so swept Mercyhurst last week. And, um Split with Boston University was preseason um, first overall, and then split with Clarkson. So, and the last four they're three and one. So that's that's good to have a little bit of traction here. Uh, is he getting nice time? Oh yeah, he plays you know second line and in second PP, lots of penalty killing, and and so he's learning his way. The points are a little bit hard to come from. They're a little bit harder to come by. They don't quite score a ton of goals, uh, you know, as a program yet. If some guys, uh, you know, they got to get going, and he's one of them. But he's enjoying himself. He's getting a great chance to play and. And uh, school's hard, hockey's hard, everything's tough about it, you know. It's not for the fate of heart to get involved with that program, but he's uh, he's uh, he's doing well. He's got a good chance to play. That's awesome. And Cam, as I mentioned, your other son, mm-hmm. uh, Western Michigan University, you know, top 25 uh, program, I think top 15 last time I saw uh, the college hockey poll. It might even be like eight or nine right yeah, now. They, I think they went yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they've been uh, flying, and they had a great year last year, and – uh, you're Cam Knubel, part of the Bronco yeah, hockey roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, Cam plays on the fourth line there, but um, they're as dangerous as they think they were last year. You know, they 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 miss guys. They had a they had four or five guys turn pro last year, and Pat Fershwiler does a nice job of going the portal and they replace players. So I think the scoring doesn't really ever dip. It's funny they score a lot. Sometimes they struggle keeping them out um, some nights, but they can, they can score in bunches, and that's you know they have no problem putting up five a night. You know, and that's 
little bit, uh, which is fun. You know, they can score, but, you know, they end up in the net every once in a while. But they're as dangerous as anybody, I think, in the country right now based on what I've seen out of BU and some of the top teams and, and that we've seen in the country. Western's right in the mix, too. So, these, well, you know, you get in the, all you got to do is get to the tournament. If you can get in the tournament, then, you know, one-game series, things happen. You get a bounce here or there. It's, we've all seen it in sports. It's, it's a bounce here or there sometimes. Mike Knubel uh, played for America in the Olympics, uh, a ton of NHL stops, an illustrious career, one of the biggest hockey names ever to come out of the state of Michigan, out of East Kentwood uh, High School, joins us in studio on occasion to talk hockey. Good stuff today, Mike, and my best uh, to the family. Thanks, huge. Thanks for having me, man. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. A long bye week for the Michigan Wolverines finally comes to a close this Saturday. A week that should have been discussions over the 8-0 start. The defense that's absolutely suffocating opponents. J.J. McCarthy in a now potential Heisman run, but instead it was marred by controversy and Michigan being in the crosshairs of another potential NCAA investigation. The only thing the Wolverines can do, from their players to their coaches to everyone in between, is focus on the task currently at hand, the Purdue Boilermakers this weekend. Because at the end of the day, just keep winning and let the chips fall where they may. Four weeks left, two at home, two on the road for the second half of the season a second half that is for all the marvels and that all starts with their second night game of the season this saturday at 7 30 under the lights at the big house against purdue on nbc huge here for my friends from coppercraft distillery now they're a michigan-based company and they have a message for anybody 21 and up you're going to want to get hooked up with this honolulu blue a premium can cocktail vodka blue raspberry lemonade this special limited edition canned cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's a Black Friday free fall every week in November. Each week, nab the best deal around with drawings from 3 to 11 p.m. Every hour, four lucky players will win up to $1,000 premium play. Don't miss a moment of the excitement. It's Black Friday Freefall. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? Well, all you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Save big on fuel with m Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your m fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Ten cents to one dollar off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max thirty gallons. 
Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We're ready to head into segment two during this third hour on a Wednesday broadcast on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer and the Stallion Soap Opera just won't end. The connections to Connor Stallions that began with allegations of this vast network of videotaping inside opponent stadiums. That was the first thing. And then along the way, we hear about ball boys transferring signals to the opposing sidelines. Now you got the video of somebody who looks like Connor Stallions who was dressed in CMU coaching gear on the sidelines at CMU Michigan State in East Lansing with sunglasses at night with a blank clipboard, no recording devices, even though some are saying his camera could have been in his glasses, which is out of Jack Reacher or reaching way too much. Uh, What's been interesting in the last 24, 48 hours with all these scenarios of Connor Stallions everywhere cheating for Michigan, including ball boys, in the real world, Michigan has stated that they're working aggressively right now to finalize one of the biggest coaching deals in the Big Ten in college football for Jim Harbaugh. And President Santa Ono sent out a very supportive tweet about the team and the people who are there for that team. So you can run with all these so-called journalists uh, who want to connect ball boys or the the film of the CMU game. And even Jim McElwain, after they beat Northern Illinois last night, he's talking about he's the sign-stealing guy. And Clayton Safey joins us from the Wolverine.com. And Clayton, it's like every day – there's some new avenue of allegations connecting Connor Stallions to cheating to get signals. Yeah, and the, the CMU thing was one that we had kind of heard about a few days before and kind of knew was going, going to come out. Um, and I strongly believe that's Connor Stallions, by the way, in the photos. I know some people are trying to debate whether or not it is. And Jim McElwain basically confirmed that when, you know, if it was somebody on the CMU staff, they'd be able to point to exactly who that was almost immediately, but they're opening a full-fledged investigation into it, how he got on the sidelines. Apparently he wasn't on any of their lists for sideline passes. Uh, And clearly the only guy probably in the stadium wearing sunglasses during a night game. So that's something, and that really signals first, you know, the first absolute violation of NCAA rules, because it still could be a gray area, potentially depending how it was funded, which hasn't come out yet. 
if you're going to be sending um, different people to games because it's not actually a staff member in-person scouting. But this would be. Um, this would be a minor violation by Connor Stallions. And like you said, the, the story grows. Um, it's almost, you know, you have to admit it's almost comical uh, at a certain point seeing him in these photos on the sideline. But then, you know, it all kind of plays together when you look at the contract extension as well. Our Chris Ballas first to report that the other day that Michigan is going to move forward with the contract extension for Jim Harbaugh, um, you know, being told from people that, that met with the, the president, regents and all that, that this is being said to, of, of you know, to, to be coming down the pike here immediately, as soon as possible. And I think a lot of people are taking that as great news on the investigation. Um, and it might not be, you know, bad news on the investigation. I think certainly it's a positive. But at the same time, you know, if something further were to come out over the next potentially years that this goes on, they can still do what they want with, with Jim Harbaugh, obviously. So I think it's more recognizing that, hey, we can't wait till the NFL cycle opens up. Uh, we have to get this done as soon as possible. He, he deserves the money that he's going to get as the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. And then you kind of move forward and co- continue to cooperate with the investigation. So you're going to get some national guys out there that criticizing if Michigan signs them to an extension. But really, in my opinion, this was long overdue. I think you agree. And um, it, it's kind of a separate issue at this point. And I have been for the last week or so saying, hey, where is the support from anybody inside the walls at the University of Michigan? And uh, that contract story getting out there uh, that Chris broke. Also, uh, Santa Ono's tweet, uh, which is the first one in months from him connecting uh, Michigan football uh, to the president's office. And then I, I, I look at the CMU video, dude, and I see hair, not a wig. Uh, I, he doesn't look, you know, John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer, was in studio earlier. He doesn't think it's him. I, I find it. I, 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 I look at it and say, okay, you're a head coach right there on the sidelines. First game of the season. You're within, literally could shake his hand. He's standing up front, not like a guy up to the side or by the edges where you can stand on sidelines. I, I just don't see how Connor Stallions gets in there. I, I'm looking at his photos, those photos. How, how do you confirm that it was Connor Stallions in the video? Because he, he said he said if it was he said the sign stealing guy, he's looking at him. So this is where I get confused on this story, okay? Yeah. So McElwain's comments. Hold on one second, Clayton. I'm, just, I, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not being negative here. But McElwain will say, well, if it was that sign-stealing guy, how he got to pass. Well, if you're that close to him and you knew who he was, then why not identify him by name? Or, or, or how did you not talk to him? When everyone's standing around on the sidelines before you get into game action – and he's wearing your coaching clothes. That, that He's wearing everything somebody on the sideline should be wearing. Sunglasses at night. I, I just, I, you're, you're Connor Stallions. This is what I don't get, man. That CMU is claiming they, uh, wait, why was he on the sidelines? Okay, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Even when he says sign-stealing guy, okay, that means if you did know him, then you knew he was there, right? Yeah, so that is where it gets interesting because he's wearing the exact clothing, 
somebody let him on the sidelines. Jim McElwain likely knows who he is because Connor Stallions volunteered at Michigan while Jim McElwain was the wide receivers coach um, with the program in 2019. So, you know, somebody knew on that staff that he was there. And I think that's what they're going to kind of figure out how exactly he got there. Um, You know, if you're, and to me, when you look at this from a Michigan standpoint, I mean, yeah, this is an NCAA violation if that's him. And I I do strongly believe that that is him. What what, what do you, what do you base it on that? It's him. Okay. I'm, I'm being honest here because, and everyone's showing pictures of this assistant. And if it was one of those assistants, McElwain just would have said, that's Bobby Johnson, right? And here's his photo. He didn't say it. And he didn't even refer to him by name. And McElwain seemed really nervous talking about this, right? Right. That, to me, that lends a little bit more credence than it is. And we, but we've, we have heard, really we heard for several days before that, that he was on the sideline for this game. Um, maybe he's somebody else that was on the sideline, but the fact that um, it, it does look like him, uh, he's wearing somewhat of a disguise. It looks like allegedly, of course, you got to kind of qualify it, but um, just from everything we've heard that it seems like he was, he was there and, uh, and you know, that that's kind of where this goes, but it, it will be interesting to see what CMU comes out with. And you're right. He did. McElwain seemed a little bit nervous. And again, I think McElwain probably knows Connor Stallion. So, um, it's it's kind of interesting at, at that point in why he was there um, and what he could really get from watching the game from the sideline and in-person scouting. But regardless of that point, I, I think that if, you know, if he was there, that's that's a violation, even though it's quite minor. And as the NCAA has said, provides a, a minimal competitive advantage. Those are their own words back in 2021. Yeah, the way he's standing close to McElwain and other assistants, coordinators, I don't know everybody who's on the sidelines for CMU football, but, and you know, also if it is him, okay, again, if all this that's out there is true, if it is him and everything else we've heard uh, the last 10 days or so, then if, if he did find an outfit to pretend to be a CMU coach, if he did get into Spartan Stadium under false pretenses, then this shows how brazen the guy is, how he, how he thought I could always get away with anything I wanted to do connected to this. And unfortunately, because he is on Harbaugh's staff, Harbaugh will pay the price, not quite the price of losing his job, but he will pay an NCAA price if all of this is proven to be true. Yeah, and I think, you know, they'll probably combine the two investigations, the minor recruiting stuff, and then um, this, and we could see them maybe tack on a game or something like that. I think that's, that's way down the road um, in terms of a punishment for Jim Harbaugh. I, I will say from the Michigan standpoint, you look at this, I mean, it's hard to believe in my opinion and, and most out there, uh, unless you're an Ohio state fan, it seems like on social media that Jim Harbaugh would have authorized something this reckless. Hey, go dress up as a CMU staffer, and be on national television several times standing behind the head coach. I mean, at some point that was going to be found out. So it's hard to believe that he directed it, but you're right. I mean, he still has to take responsibility. There is that NCAA dialogue that the head coach assumes some sort of responsibility for what goes on within his program. So that's going to be the issue. I think that Jim Harbaugh runs into uh, it with this, but when you look at it as a whole and how reckless Connor Stallions was, uh, it, it seems like based on everything that's come out, 
uh, again, it, it, it kind of makes it seem more like he was that rogue lone wolf. Uh, and so far, there hasn't been evidence that, that it wasn't his operation without, you know, with knowledge or without knowledge of the, the other coaches. So I think that's an important distinction to make as well. Well, and he's on the Michigan staff. End of the day, uh, with the new yeah. NCAA yep. bylaws, the head coach is responsible for everybody on his staff. There you go. And uh, I just, I, I've, if, if that is him, which again, if McElwain knows him, this is where it gets really strange. Okay. You say it's him. Others say it's not. Whatever. If it is him, how would McElwain, who is a NCAA D1 head football coach, who can look at the video and say sign-stealing guy, how would he look at him and not say, who are you? Wait a minute. You can't be on the sidelines long before that game ever started. I don't get that. Or or any other, you know, those coaches travel with police who are standing on the sidelines. They have... You know, football managers, all this, they, you just let him stay there? Yeah, that's the part, too. Somebody let him in, right? And maybe it wasn't McElwain. And, and maybe if you're McElwain, to, to be a, you know somewhat fair to him as well, I mean, there are a lot of people on a sideline. Again, I'm not saying that, that he didn't know, but I think there's probably a chance. I mean, like you said, there are managers. If you want to bring in the ball boys, stuff like that. Um, there are different people on the sideline, maybe more so than during a controlled environment throughout the week, during practice, meetings, that sort of thing. If somebody was showing up in a meeting that you didn't know, obviously he would confront it. I, I just think it might be a little bit different on game day, um, and he's focused on the team. That, that would just be my only you know, devil's advocate to that. But you're right. Somebody at CMU let him in. Somebody at CMU gave him the clothes. Somebody at CMU let him stand there uh, because somebody – would have kicked him out, I think, at, at some point if nobody there knew who he was and what he was doing. Well, how come it hasn't been confirmed he was there then? If, if you say you know people, and I, I have people who say it isn't him, that why hasn't anybody confirmed it was him? Yeah, I, counter-argument would be why, why haven't they confirmed it's somebody else? If it's someone on staff. Exactly, that's what, that's what I'm saying. If it was, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm on both sides. I'm not saying right. it couldn't have been Connor Stallions, but if it's not, then CMU, you're in the 24 hours, whatever, in this story, 36, whatever it is. Where, where is the, no, that's Joe Johnson. I, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you can follow this story in actual football games like Michigan-Purdue Saturday or Michigan third in the first college football playoff rankings. And I hate to say it, but Ohio State deserved that number one ranking based on beating Penn State and winning at Notre Dame. That Notre Dame win is a great win. Notre Dame is a really solid football team. Clayton, appreciate your Opinions, we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me. All right, Clayton Safey from TheWolverine.com. You can follow everything connected to Michigan at TheWolverine.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at TheHugeShow.net. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. 
Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to TheUrbanU.com to find out more. That's TheUrbanU.com. It's a happy Thanksgiving when you get everything you need in one stop at Meyer. Save big on fresh and frozen turkeys. And for all your favorite sides, Meyer's got you covered. Like fresh green beans, delicious pumpkin pies from our bakery, and your perfect pairing in our wine aisle. Get everything for easy prep, too, from crock pots to serveware and food storage. Find a great selection and all the same great deals whether you shop Meyer in-store or online. Make it a happy Thanksgiving in one easy stop at Meyer. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, they're an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The Pistons are off to a good start. Fun team to watch again. And also, game nights and game days are better when you're in on the action. So, DraftKings has this huge offer where new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing just 5 bucks down on the Pistons or any team in the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start uh, this season off, and we're only a couple weeks in, uh, with an instant W. And with the DraftKings parlays, everybody gets a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So watching the Pistons is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And like I said, new customers then can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117, 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Each and every week in conjunction with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, we talk to the incredible men and women in law enforcement all across this state and what they're doing serving and protecting our cities, counties, and this state. And today I welcome in Chief Georgia Andres from the Nuevo Police Department. And she is standing by here on another edition of True and Blue. Welcome in, Chief. Thank you, sir. Uh, tell me about your calling on, on why you chose uh, the path to law enforcement. I always wanted to help people, even as a small child. And I was a volunteering type person. And so I always was active 
and things that mentored children and helped them like 4-H and equestrian team. And because of that need to help people, it drove me in a profession that was a serving profession. And police work always interested me since a young age. And so that's the reason I chose that route. You know, one thing that I came across in getting prepared for this interview today on the huge show across Michigan was your commitment to the police social work and that side of mental health, well-being, uh, dealing uh, with members of your community. Let's talk about that connection, because sometimes that can be misread uh, by the general mm-hmm. public. But uh, talk about uh, mental health awareness and helping others through being a police officer. Okay, in rural Michigan is where Nuego is located, and services for people with mental health conditions um, are hard to come by sometimes. And then people have to understand the different um, entities that can help them. And I found in 20 years of doing this profession that people had a hard, it wasn't that services weren't there for them, it's just they didn't know how to access those services. And repeatedly I found myself helping, trying to help people that honestly needed a, a medical person or a, even a house to live in because they're homeless. A lot of um, those type of issues. Um, and then also like schizophrenia and suicidal persons, people dealing with depression. Um, and the per- people that get called in rural Michigan and a lot of other police departments is, is of course, the police because they're the ones that are on all the time. And we'd come to these uh, locations and very quickly you realize you were not the right person for that person. They needed somebody that could help them in counseling. And little by little, um, we've seen that there was a movement for social work. Um, and so I had a, a female come to me who lived in our community. Uh, she actually worked for Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, and she had done a thesis on uh, police social workers. And there really wasn't any police social workers in rural Michigan. And so I listened to her thesis, and she actually did a very good job of showing me how this could be helpful to my community. Um, during um, her time here, she's been here about a year and a half, um, she's funded the Michigan uh, Health Endowment Fund, so she's been uh, actually free to our police department. But I see how having her here has helped on the repeated calls for people that honestly just need services, like I said earlier, for um, mental health issues and addiction, and she can help them get in the right, uh, to the right person, not the police officer. So she helps a lot with people getting into counseling and things like that, and it honestly has made a huge impact on the people that would repeatedly call the police. Joining us on True and Blue, Chief Georgia Andres from the Nuego Police Department uh, here on the west side of the state, just about 30 miles north of Grand Rapids, talking about the impact of their police social work program uh, in Nuego and those surrounding areas. I would think you mentioned a year and a half for that social worker uh, who's part of that grant, who's on your staff. Have you seen a drop not only in calls, but have you seen a drop in crime? Actually, we have, um, and a lot of times the the percentage that comes into the police department is the repeat calling to the police department for domestics, um, alcoholism, um, things like that. If they're dealt with through counseling and addiction services, we don't have those repeated calls. And so, yes, it's helped us immensely uh, reduce crime and reduce repeat repeat calls to the police department. Yeah, because I think the misnomer in the public eye was that they're going to send social workers to respond to Uh, heated calls or a potential violent situation. What you're saying is that the people that the Nuevo Police Department come in contact with, 
they're then connected to the social worker or the social worker may come along? How does that work? Um, so she does like follow-up calls and she checks in with like, if we get a domestic call, a domestic assault or a suicidal person call, um, those types of things, or even, um, sometimes a juvenile that's, uh, incorrigible or truancy, um, she will do follow-up calls to them and she will help them with services that they provide, even like parenting classes, um, for drug addiction. We, she's definitely, um, helped us understand hope, not handcuffs. And honestly, I was, um, I remember when I felt like a lot of people because I didn't understand what it meant, um, but it actually helps us give people services and it puts them in the right direction for help. And we go, please, Chief Georgia Andres joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Another edition of True and Blue. Before I let you go, uh, Georgia, uh, what is one thing you truly wish everyone knew about being in law enforcement? Um, I actually, the biggest thing for me is a quote that I learned long ago from Sir Robert Peel, and I know it's a little bit wordy, but what I want people to understand is the police are the public and the public are the police. The police being the only members of the public who are paid to give full-time attention to duties, which are incumbent on every citizen in the interest of community welfare and existence. I think sometimes communities, people forget that we are one of them and needed in a healthy society. Yeah, a, health, a, a mentally healthy society leads to less threatening situations uh, for your citizens and also uh, for law enforcement officers. Well done, Georgia. Uh, Keep up the great work there in Nuego, okay? Thank you. It was nice talking with you. Yeah, back at you. Uh, Nuego Police Chief Georgia Andres joining us on another edition of True and Blue here on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented each and every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Big. Bad. Huge.